We have with us today Eka Chaturvedi Banerjee, one of India's top business leaders and founder of Ekam, where she delves into ancient wisdom to solve contemporary issues. Eka and her community of researchers, trainers and facilitators work across areas such as leadership, teamwork, self-awareness, performance and the art of balance. Today, we are talking to her about gender bias in workplaces and how her lens of ancient mythological knowledge can hold the key here. When we talk about the biases against women, gender is mm. the word which comes to my mind, right? Mm. How do mm. you approach gender? <laughs> it's such a wonderful question, Banesh. And I'm going to give you uh, three data points on that question. Um, the first one is, by the way, from a, from a study that Yale has conducted. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll go from the West to the East, from the modern to the ancient. Um, in inventory management, we used to call it LIFO, last and first out. So I'll start with the last point of evidence first. Uh, so Yale conducted this uh, study and uh, there they found out. So the difference between animals and humans is that animals seek to belong. So an animal wants to be part of a pack, part of a crowd and there they, they create their identity around it. So this they strive for homogeneity. Human beings, on the other hand, strive for heterogeneity. They, they, sta- they strive to stand apart. You know, every human, every person wants to be different from the other person. So that was the underlying for why Yale conducted the study. And in that study, they found that what are these markers? How do human beings differentiate themselves? How is each person different from another person? And they found these three biological markers that uh, that human beings are born with which means that when a child is born um, they can identify these three markers these markers are age race and gender so these are biological markers now what that means is that a child can recognize uh, an old person from a young person uh, people of different races so a black person from a brown from a white to a pink to a yellow etc and recognize a man from a woman So that's your biological basis for gender. I'm going to step back uh, a bit more now and and get into what our our mythology talks about, the Indian mythology and the other ancient wisdom talk about. Gender has been, uh, it's been about the gender roles that we assign to, what's the physical representation. So we're all human beings and gender is just one aspect of how we are a human being. And so it's always very interesting to study how different civilizations have assigned their gender roles. Um, so that's that's at the second level that, that we understand gender. Um, for instance, we all know about, about old Europe and Africa and we know that they're the premium on, on the physical manifestation of your gender, whether you were a male or a female, was related to your parenting and nurturing capabilities, uh, was related to fertility. Frankly, it gets expressed even even in our modern-day contemporary uh, uh, memes and contemporary tropes in the context of Matushka doll or Santa Claus or Father Bear or Sergei. All of these are are tropes that represent our relationship with gender. Um, And then, actually, in India, it's it's even more interesting. So that was your Europe and Africa. Then there's the West, the entire biblical... um, context where uh, gender or, or, or the manifestation of genders in the form of the knight in shining armor, the hero is the male and the damsel in distress is, is the female. So 
um, as as they say the classical archetypes of the woman archetypes are that of the mother the maiden and the harlot and similarly the classical archetypes of the male is the king the sage and the warrior later on of course with jung and with freud we added the jester etc but largely those are the archetypes in this side of the world we've always considered uh, gender or gender roles to be defined as absolutely partnership so uh, we aren't fussed about parenting in the physical representation of gender um, our 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 mother substitutes have been many from trees to river to plant to stone to animals we we've had plenty of mother substitutes we also have no large truck with you know the rescuer the protector and the protected there is enough in our mythology about the woman having been the protector uh, etc matlab in fact one of the one of our favorite stories has been that of kekey and and dashrath in that genre so that's the indian context um now we'll go back even further and um, go back to the egyptian civilization in the egyptian civilization danish there used to be this concept of the tehutian principles uh the tehutian principles were basically the word of god so tehuti was the voice of god and uh, the tehutian principles were the principles on which the universe operated these principles uh, as as the egyptian civilization expanded and collapsed traveled out um, and these traveled to the east in what we know as rita the cosmic order uh, they find they are the underlings of 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 veda in in popular terminology you listen you hear of them in the context of vidhike vidhan the laws of nature rita and then they traveled to the west as uh, to to greece etc as something called hermetic principles so hermes was also messenger of god and these became hermes principles hermes explained how the universe functions the reason i'm giving this long context is because of the seven universal laws um, that have been spoken on of since time immemorial one of the laws there is gender and interestingly the law of gender comes just after the law of polarity law of polarity says that every quantity has its expression across a range of continuums and i'm going to use a very simple example for this so what's hot to you so hot and cold are very subjective terms what's hot to you may be cold to me what's cold to me may be hot to you and they are basically the continuum of a quantity called temperature so temperature is a quantity and hot and cold are continuums around it and there's a whole range of temperatures similarly gender has been considered since ancient times a quantity which has two polarities which is female and male why do you need the female and the male the only relevance of the physical manifestation of the female and the male is only where you need to reproduce other than that it does not matter it's a whole continuum in between between the female and the male polarity now why it's interesting is because and now i'm going to come back from the past to the present in the same order why it's interesting danish is because in the indian mythology or in the indian ancient wisdom we've actually always celebrated all forms of this gender along that continuum so there is of course the pure female which is devi and there's the pure male which is which is your brahma your vishnu and your mahesh but in the middle there's this all kinds 
there is arjun who's has male a warrior as it gets but was dhanala for a year of his life there is the adhanareshwara which is the ultimate expression of love the man and the male the male and female coming together there is vishnu who is all male incarnate who takes on the form of mohini while the the amrit chantan amrit mantan is happening and becomes mohini to distribute the amrita there is the context of uh, krishna becoming a ravan's wife for one night so that somebody would mourn him before he sacrificed so we've had a whole continuum of this and have always worshiped all of them so gender just, to me yeah. is nothing hmm. beyond just so so there is the physical manifestation of the man or the woman but hmm. beyond that to me gender is just a quantity with with multiple which, expression across yeah, the yeah yeah eka which which you know when i'm listening to it just it's in my head i'm just thinking then uh, why is it that in in a corporate setup right does it make a difference that you have a female boss who's heading the organization or a male boss who's heading the organization <laughs> why is it like so much of limelight given to okay next lady is heading this big company you know what danish in all my years as the corporate ceo and i was the ceo of a largely male dominated uh, industry uh, with multiple complex stakeholders uh, the question that would come to me very very often as as the woman leader used to be so madam aapke what are your challenges as the woman leader you know and i would still look at them and say i don't understand you know and they would get very stumped and i was like no i i want to understand what do you mean by woman leader either you are asking me what my leadership challenges are in which case i'll tell you that i struggle with hiring retention attrition business scale and that's my conversation or you're asking me what my challenges as a woman are in which i'll tell you that you know it's about disciplining my child it is making sure that my parents get uh, you know get adequate medical treatment it is about uh, uh, you know dealing with the pains and the physical body pains i'm having so i'm i'm just trying to figure out what do you want to know when you're asking me uh, what do you what are your challenges as a woman leader and honestly danish uh in fact there's a book that that i'm writing that should be out very soon it's called goddess in the boardroom uh which was to answer exactly this question about saying that uh you know what are the challenges of women leaders when you speak to leaders danish and here's the funny part whether they are ma- male or whip female they don't want to talk about gender you know the quest- the conversation collapses very quickly and that's when i realized that the leader and and i'm going to give you a live example of what a woman leader has to say and what a male leader has to say so the woman leader would tell me that ek i don't understand you know why are you continuously harping on about me being the woman leader which is exactly what what my disconnect was and the reason i would ask this question is because you know i used to often wonder whether this is something that only i'm struggling with given that you come and ask me about being a woman leader and then they would respond to say that look their leadership challenges where is gender in this is it my male counterpart has their challenges that are leadership challenges so my challenge for instance may be as the leader that i uh, i i get very upset with myself or uh, i feel very guilty when i have to sack somebody but similarly my male counterpart has his challenges where his challenge may be that he's very impatient and has serious anger management issues with the team why are you ascribing gender to it they are leadership challenges right and i must confess that that so i've been in industries whether it was financial services whether it was skilling and employability whether it was wealth management and now that uh, that i run a wisdom organization um i have always found it 
very uh, very condescending to be treated as a woman leader uh, for the bosses that i've had i there i there's actually been no difference in 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 learning or leadership whether it was a male boss or a female boss and and i'm not even going to go out on a limb to say that no no you know i find that female bosses are more nurturing no they are not my male bosses have also been very nurturing so in the corporate world my sense is that it is a bias we've created because it is convenient i'm going to share something very personal with you danish and i usually don't talk about this but i used to find in my early days so i've had my dark ages from the ages of 13 to 33 where i've been this very angry young woman out to prove a point to the world resentful all this because i was not in touch with myself because i was living in denial and resentment of my own self but what would happen and and by the way i'm married to a to a person who's also very very successful uh, corporate professional and we were mba batchmates and i used to find that he was doing very well at his job and was very happy with it whereas i was also doing well at my job but not happy with it right and the only difference i could find between him and me because we had an identical education economically we were the same um, uh, background family backgrounds were perfect education was same corporate existence was the same so the only way that i could justify to myself why i was unhappy is that because you know what he's a man so he is doing well i am the woman therefore i am unhappy and you know there's discrimination and um, there is there is gender biases across but all those danish deep inside me were actually an excuse that i was making to myself to run away from my own self and because i couldn't find any other excuse in at least in our context i would use gender as an excuse i've often found that um that that biases whether it's age race education gender whatever bias they exist to 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 uh to provide an excuse for something that we are evading right and gender is the easiest because it's 50% of the population you using the word bias and you know again and again the theme which is break the bias is coming to my mind but do you think as 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 society the the society which we live in the work culture which we uh employ ourselves in do you think is it possible to break the bias or is it just lip service you know again i have always believed uh, danish in something it, it's it's a mahavakya from from one of our scriptures um, and it says aham brahmasmi right uh, so there are two mahavakyas there's tatatvama asi that which you are and i bow down to the divinity within you and i respect you and aham brahmasmi i am the divine infinite which basically means that this this concept of bias this concept of judgment is all within my own self it starts as at the individual level and then becomes collective and then we start ascribing collective responsibility for it overriding personal responsibility you know it's like um, somebody and i'm and i'm going to go away from gender for a bit because gender gets personal but let's say there is there is a boy who wants to become a lawyer who wants to become a musician but his father is a very successful lawyer and the father therefore says ki beta you should become a lawyer because you'll do well at it and our boy also thinks you know this this measure of success this measure of financial stability this measure of lok kya kahenge what will the world say all of those come into play and he decides he wants to become a lawyer right deep inside he he becomes a lawyer 
deep inside him he actually wants to be a musician now as the lawyer he might be successful you know he might be making loads of money on the outside but he will not be happy so this is the kind of person who in his courtroom who in his life who is within his personal life is a very angry person forever resentful forever angry and he's actually angry with the with his own self he's actually actually angry because he wants to do music which is what gives him joy but he has become a lawyer because that's the right thing to do because people now respect him because that gives him financial financial stability because that's the script he must live and outside the world is respecting him but that conflict is actually within himself which is now manifesting as anger as resentment as frustration to the outside world and therefore comes his biases and i think the only thing on this that on this uh, international women's day that i would urge all your listeners to do is um, is to think about the concept of a gender do they see it as empowering or do they see it as a self limiting belief the second thing that i would urge your listeners to really think about is that gender is just one form of bias but i would really urge them to examine and be objective about the biases that they deal with on everyday basis educated versus uneducated um, food non-veg versus veg language bias financial economic bias and if we are able to deal with those we'll find that gender will also gender gender the gender bias will also resolve for us to really truly be human beyond the gender thank you eka i think that's a great message to end on looking within ourselves to see our own biases objectively thank you so much for sharing your insights and for our listeners if you want to know more about how eka taps into ancient wisdom and mythology to address the problems of contemporary workspace write to us and we will connect you